You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I mean, that really shouldn't have been news. But the reason why it was news is because most, I think, Yankee fans, myself, I'll, I'll certainly include myself, didn't trust the organization to do the right thing. He made it so they had to do that. They had no choice. They had no other option. They had no choice. He was so good. And and they put themselves in that position by saying it was an open competition. Mm -hmm. There was no way you could make an argument that he didn't win the competition. That's right. So that's great to see. And that's, you know, when you hear about these prospects and the crown jewel of the system, a lot of times you never see them in the majors. But the Mm -hmm. fact you'll see him on opening day as the Yankees shortstop, this has been the plan for a while. Let's just hope it works. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it's better than the option you got. <laughs> I can't have. Well, you've sat out, right? You've sat out that market the last couple of years when you could have certainly upgraded at that position at a time where it was a win now type of situation. So that means that he has to come in here and at least hold down the fort. I don't know that he mm-hmm. has to necessarily be, you know, rookie of the year or anything like that, but field the position, be somewhat of an offensive threat, steal a base here or there, and away you go. That's it. That's it. We'll get some more of Gordon's thoughts about the Yankees. Matter of fact, opening day, a couple of days away. Huh, Gordon? Finally. Just, and and I, I don't know if you were listening to the update there, but if the Kings win tonight, I know. clinch a playoff spot, mm-hmm. end the longest playoff drought in North America of the big four sports, mm-hmm. that title will move to the New York Jets. Uh-huh. Yes, that's what the Joe tried to give me, the Jets. Mm. He says, yeah, they'll be your New York Jets. Your New York Jets. Whoa, wait a second. I'm not I'm not taking responsibility for that. <laughs> you didn't give them to me when they were winning. Don't give them to me no, now. No, <laughs> that's like when the callers call up and say, oh, well, Larry, I know you're a Jet fan. Whoa, 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 no, 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 I'll tell you, I, uh, I, did you mention anything about what's coming down the road? How much Jets, Aaron Rodgers, talk we got? Because I got the obligatory call in every day. That was a brilliant uh, statement you made the other day. It's a station obligation to have to bring that up once a day. Man, I can't wait till that's over. So let me go over this game real fast. Uh, Four of the guys on Houston's starting team are uh, offspring of NBA players. Jabari Smith, Kenya Martin Jr., who didn't look bad. The uh, Turkish fella, uh, I, I can't forget, RPN, Bengen, something. That's Hito Turkoglu's nephew. You've got to be crazy if, like me to know that crap. And Kevin Porter Jr., obviously. they got some athletes there. Uh, two-thirds or three-fifths of the starting lineup can't drink. <laughs> but they can dunk. They can dunk. You had to win this game. I mean, come on. I mean, they played in Cleveland last night, got their asses whipped, and they had to fly in. You don't win this game or they're not winning another game. Miami and possibly, um, what's the other, Cleveland, if you split those two and win one more, it's going to be really tough not to get the fifth, but far be it from me. What did I tell you before the game, Larry? I said McBride's going to get some good minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, last thing. Listen, listen, some strange scores. I think the Knicks outscored them every quarter, and I still can't get over that Miami-Brooklyn game uh, that they scored 69 points in the first half and they scored 30, I think, or 31 in the second half. That's a strange team. And, and Gordon, you said they're not the Miami at one point in the last few days. I heard you on your programs. They're not the same team. And Kyle Lowry is the big difference because he can only play 20 minutes a game. 
I think we're going to be okay. Let's beat Miami and uh, move on and play ball. I love the shortstop story. I, you saw the video, you guys, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Definitely. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that just great? I just love it. I can't wait for baseball, too, now. So enjoy it, boys. That's a win we had to get. Put it in the win column, or as Howie Rose would say, put it in the books. Stay yeah, well, my Spike. friends. Absolutely, Spike. Yeah, a little Mets. Put it in the books. Put it in the box. It was nice to see it in the books, boy. I tell you that. It was yeah. good. It was good. This is a f- just just to be able to relax and, and talk about a Nick team calmly, Gordon. You've been <laughs> so rationally. Much right. Just doesn't happen it. very often. No. And look, if they lose to the Heat to, on Wednesday, yeah, but it, but but it's it's Miami. All right. right. It's not it, it's not it's not the, the it's not being down by nineteen twice to Orlando. It's yeah. a little, you know what I'm saying? It's a little different. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a that's right. You but know, that would you want to win. Good luck I'm explaining that to the fans. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't want to win. I'm just yeah. saying it's, it's it's a little different than, you know, down 19 on a couple of occasions. And shot selection was ugh, so much wrong with that game. So much wrong with that game. Uh, Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, guys. Just wanted to get my Nick thoughts across uh, from watching the game. But they pretty much all played well, and I kind of mentioned, you know, oh, you know, I wish that they, we, we had more games with the Rockets, but you know that's mm-hmm. not the case um, because the, um, the, uh, the Rockets were were an extremely young team that just clearly got overmatched very early. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think um, the game against Miami is very huge, though. I think this will pretty much determine whether it'll be a, a dog race to the end. Because if we can get this win and get build that cushion, I think we have enough um, tiebreaker advantages to um, pull, pull out the fifth seed. Yeah, I think so, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. I would just like to – so here's the tricky part, Gordon, because if they beat – let's say they beat Miami and they beat Cleveland. Do you now toy with the idea of maybe resting a couple of guys or cutting some? Once again, I know we're talking Tom Thibodeau. I get it. But do you think we'll get a scenario where he'll limit some minutes, maybe maybe only 25 or 28 for, you know, uh, Randall and maybe 20 or 20 or 25 for Brunson just to keep him, you know, just to keep him loose and limber, not wanting to, you know, bother that hand at all? I don't see it. Uh, until they've clinched, I don't see him doing that. Yeah. If they clinch, then maybe, uh, then maybe you can start to think about it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess there, is there a scenario where you beat Miami and Cleveland, and you could? I don't think you could, right? Because you still have four games left. Right. Um, I guess if there was a scenario where you could clinch after that, well, then maybe he might reduce it some. But I'd almost think like the last game of the season, they'll sit out the, you know, Brunson and they, they won't play at all. Right. The last game. Right. Rather than, the... you know, limiting. He doesn't seem like a limit kind of guy. No, he doesn't. It's true. Would that be the game Evan Fournier starts? <laughs> might. Might be. Starting at center. <laughs> he's still happy on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're happy he's there. <laughs> we enjoy him on the bench, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. He never looked better, Gordon. By the way, did you get thrown for a loop uh, over the weekend when you heard that uh, Ben Simmons uh, doesn't look like he's coming back for the Nets this year, huh? No, I, I was. I didn't uh, realize that there was an, a, a need for an official announcement on that. 
I wasn't expecting it. I was just assuming that to be the case anyway. I thought it was done long time I thought ago. I thought so too. Thought I missed yeah. something. There was two things that 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 didn't surprise me. That and Kyrie Irving got a fan ejected in the visiting arena and tried to do it again tonight. <laughs> Seems like that's going so well. Oh, they can't wait. They can't wait to get. He's going to. He has made Luka Doncic look like he is old and slow. <laughs> he just He's like carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. And a guy who always was smiling before, was always happy before. Not now. Not now. Oh, they are. Oh, They've had some injuries, but they are struggling. They don't even look mm-hmm. like the same team. I mean, when's the last time you heard them booed in Dallas? I mean, I, I, even when they were not winning, they were not booed in Dallas. Not, not the way they've been booed. Well, I'll say this. If Kyrie's acquisition by the Dallas Mavericks leads to Luka going to management and saying, Getting, get me out of here, and he ends up with the Knicks, I think the Knicks should retire Kyrie's number. <laughs> He'll be the only guy who has his number retired by a team he never played for. Boy, who, then, then who would handle the ball more, Luka or Randall? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we'll be uh, Julius, uh, the uh, the coach and the GM, want to have a little talk or something. <laughs> That's for sure. Have, might have no a question about that. No question about that. Hey, the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season, so enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning at home on April 6th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to Contests, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more, and you can catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. When we return, more of your phone calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I see what you did there. Little Rolling Stones who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I did not, I did not put that together, Larry. Oh. I did not realize that. Joe's playing at a higher level than I am right now. <laughs> no, you, or Chantel. I'm not sure who chose it. Yeah. They both chose it. Yeah, they both chose it. They, you know, they're working hard. They're working hard. It's a good job. Nice. Nice job. Back to the phones we go. 1-800-919-3776. Eddie's in L.A. What's up, Eddie? What's up, Larry? How you doing today? I'm good, man. What's happening? How you doing, Gordon? Eddie, what's going on, pal? Good to speak to you guys. Hey, Larry, I'm the Jet fan who uh, has been listening to you guys for a long time. Well, listening to you for a long time. I can't remember when Gordon started uh, on radio. But, um... I was the guy who called yesterday with the Jets. And mm-hmm. one point I didn't add to that right before, I'm going to just add this, say this really quick before I go to the Knicks. But um, the I had said, I had got so excited and said uh, that the, the Jet fans, what do we got to lose? We haven't won in 50 something years. So, given up, you know, why are you crying over these draft, over a draft pick? If, if a number one is what we have to give up, <clears throat> is what we have to give up. I didn't say that, but. Um, I think that the Jets are going to give up a number two. And I don't think they're going to give up the number one. And that's why they traded more. And because now we have two number twos. And that's, I think, that's what I think they're going to, uh, they're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
But um, anyway, even if they had to give up a number one, I still wouldn't mind. You're getting one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and if you have one chance to win one Super Bowl, I, I don't, I, I'll take that because I'm 50-something, I'm 52 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been watching this team since I was 10 years old, and can I see one Super Bowl? But on the Knicks, um, you know, they did what they had to do tonight, and it was great to see. And I was listening to uh, uh, Michael Kay and those guys um, the other day, and they were saying that they really felt that the Knicks needed to uh, have an emphatic win, and um, that they did. And uh, it, it's stepping to me. It's, it's it's for the Knicks. It's it it's it's steps that we have to take. It's a young team. And I see them taking steps, and they're getting back better, and Quickly's getting better. Everybody's getting a little bit better. And if we can, you know, if we can get to the second round, or if we can even take Cleveland, uh, if we put more than likely we'll play Cleveland, if we take Cleveland to, uh, you know, seven games, I think it's a major accomplishment. Well, I hear you, Eddie. Thanks for the phone call. And it would be, uh, you know, the, the goal. Listen, you would love to get out of the out of the move on to the second round if you could. That would give you some improvement over what you did the last time you were in the postseason. Uh, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be – I mean, they match up better with Cleveland. doesn't mean they're going to beat Cleveland. It just means they match up better with Cleveland than they do with Philly, Milwaukee, and uh, Boston. Although some might say they match up pretty good with Boston. But, you know, the playoffs are a little different, Gordon. It's, it's a different atmosphere. It's a mm-hmm. different pace. Different – you know, the pressure on every, every possession is big. It's huge. So, you know, we have to wait and see how that team is. The other thing – uh, as we mentioned yesterday when you called, uh, and I'll stick by it. I'm not giving up a number one for a guy who's going to be here for a year. I'm not. Now, according to what we hear out of Green Bay, we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes, they may not need a number one. They say they may not require a number one. So that's good news. It's like when uh, you, you don't require what you're not going to get anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're not getting a number one. So all of a sudden you're okay. I'm okay with not getting a one. Well, you weren't getting one anyway. That's and, right. Uh, it's just a question now of does something get done before the draft or does something get done after the draft? Right. I'm going to say before the draft, closer to when the money comes off the books. Yeah. Well, that's I, what I, I think mean, it is. Yeah. I think that maybe draft night, maybe something happens. Hopefully, but, yeah, uh, I would not be surprised. At this point, it seems kind of personal. Yeah. Uh, with some of the comments made today. So mm-hmm. if there's no. You know, if the Packers are only going to get a bad deal out of this and they're not going to get the deal that they want, well, then they can take the bad deal later. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's nothing. If the Jets aren't going to give them anything right now that makes them say, oh, we got to make this deal right now, well, there's no motivation to get I, – I, you want to get his contract off the books, you want to move on, okay, great. But if, if the deal that the Jets are offering is a third-round pick, I think they can get a third-round pick later on too. No and, question. And, and if they don't, if the Jets then later say, well, you know, we're not going to give you a third round pick, is there that much of a difference between a third pick and a fourth round pick? Nope. So the, the, the motivation should be for the Packers to wait. Yeah. And listen, according to what Robert Sala said, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers knows the coordinator. He already knows the playbook. So there's no rush. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knew the playbook in, in Green Bay, and that was one of the issues in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't like what he looked at. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that was one of the, the issues issue that they had with him. So yeah, right, we'll, exactly. we'll see. It, we'll be talking about it. There's no question. He's not going away. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He's not going, He's away. Not going away. Legally, <laughs> as a sports talk radio station, we are, we are forced by the SEC to talk about this once an hour. Clearly, it, we must talk about it at least once an hour. 
Only once an hour? <laughs> Only once an hour, Larry. So we're, we're good for this hour. <laughs> Lee's in Manhattan. What's up, Lee? Gentlemen, good evening. Lee, what's going on? Listen, if you allow me a minute before I make my Nick comments, I just want to say to the gentleman, Eddie, out in L.A., Larry, you may not know this, but I'm hoping that Gordon does. I was one of Gordon's first callers when he took over Bill Daughtry's Saturday morning slot. Do you remember that, Gordon? I do remember that, absolutely. When I said welcome to the family, you know, you you, you, you filled some big shoes, and you're doing pretty damn good, man. I'm happy for you. Thank you. That's a, that's a very nice. That's my, it might be the nicest compliment I've gotten in a very long time. <laughs> well, I'm it's, glad I'm exactly glad you remember that I was one of the first callers when you took over that Saturday morning slot. Yeah, I do remember that. As 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 for my Knicks, all around game. I'm just going to point out all the good stuff. There is one negative. The good stuff is, okay, IQ, Brunson, relax. Julius wasn't greedy, okay? Uh, RJ, somebody must must have whispered in his ear because his best game, and he needs to understand this, is playing to his strength, which is playing downhill, okay, to the basket. When you've got, from all five positions, where you've got 30-plus assists, even from the big man, okay, those are keys for for a win. And it was a desperate win, okay. In addition, where the Knicks, I think, took command of that game was on two plays, okay. Mitchell Robinson's block, mm-hmm. a la Kimbe Matumbo, and that three-pointer that Julius hit to end the third quarter, knowing that the Knicks were going to start that quarter, fourth quarter with the ball, okay? I think those two plays right there was the key to the Knicks winning tonight. But what the Knicks have to start doing, and you heard me say this last week, this is March Madness is not just the NCAA, it's the NBA. And the Knicks have to shore up their defense and establish themselves. You can't start going back and forth with these teams trading baskets, particularly when you got teams that have nothing to lose. And okay, you're playing at the garden. Okay? So you know when they come to the garden, all they see is the bright the bright lights, they're ready to shine. As always, gentlemen, a pleasure. Thank you. All right, Lee. Thanks for checking in, my friend. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, for those of you on hold, hang in there for a second. Gordon, we have some bracketology to do when we come back. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. ESPN New York tonight. You know what time it is. It's bracket time, Gordon. Get us up to date. Yes, Larry. It is down to the regional semifinals already. So spots uh, here uh, in the regional semifinals up for grabs in two regions tonight. Region 1, Region 2. So the matchups for tonight. 
region one. Look, we did a far better job, our selection committee, despite <laughs> the criticism. We still have number one seeds left. How about that? <laughs> and one of them is in region number one. That is, of course, the Godfather. They will be taking on the number four, Ghostbusters. Mm. The other matchup in region one is the number three seed, Die Hard, going up against the number seven, Star Wars, after Star Wars' stunning upset to me, Larry, of coming to America. Wow. So that's the one region. Then we got region number two. Again, we have a number one seed left there. That is Back to the Future. Just a, They are the Yukon of this tournament so far. They beat Commando 87-13. to 13. Whoa. Whoa. And they will now be going against the upset-minded number four seed Scarface after their, the closest one we've ever had, 50.9% to 49.1% uh, over Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the first matchup in Region 2, Back to the Future against Scarface. The second matchup, the number two Jaws against the number six major league so there you go our regional semifinals for tonight godfather ghostbusters star wars die hard back to the future scarface jaws major league voting is now open on twitter at hardesty espn at gordon damer at espn ny 98 underscore 7fm 7fm the regional one semifinals vote early and often Step back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Dante is in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, guys. Thanks for um, taking my call. Um, glad the Knicks broke that um, losing streak, but I mainly called about the Jets. Mm-hmm. I just feel like as long as this drags on, I, even though Joe Douglas is drafted well, it's just still a cloud of dysfunction over this organization. I don't trust them to get this deal done. I, I, I honestly don't. I feel like they're going to have to scramble and then sign some guy that's been sitting on the couch the last year. And then why even back yourself into such a corner, too? It's just that, you know, you don't want to be saying, but it just, I don't know, it just feel like some of that same dysfunction lingers. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I, I – I don't feel like they're going to get it done. I, I just feel like somebody's going to be a bozo in that front office as usual and just, you know, but, you know, see what happens. Thanks Dante, for taking my call. Dante, take heart. Even Gordon Damer says the Jets can't mess this up. The, listen to me, Dante. This is your mantra. And, look, I, I'm not going to tell you it's not hard. You want it done. You want it completed. You want it finished. You, you have scar tissue from previous um, incidents with the Jets being a fan for as long as you have been. This is your mantra. Ready? Not even the Jets can blow this. <laughs> Just repeat that to yourself every day. Like five, you wake up in the morning and you, you, know, you, you grab a, a newspaper, you grab Twitter, whatever, you listen to the radio, whatever it is, and, and it's, you're frustrated. You just, you just go to a place in your mind, your happy place in your mind. You close your eyes and you say, not even the New York Jets can blow this. Unbelievable. There you go. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You know, they had a, you know how they do the would you on the K show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had one today, Larry. It, uh-huh. I, I couldn't believe that there would be. I, now, I was in and out of the car, so I didn't get to hear the answer. Mm-hmm. But it was essentially, would you take your team winning the Super Bowl like Peter, they were asking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Peter's seen his team win. So I don't know how old Peter is, but his Washington Commanders. 
Right. Would you take winning a Super Bowl this year, but you'd never see your team win another Super Bowl? Would you take that? Wow. And for Jet fans, and myself included as a Dolphin fan. Some of them have already taken it. <laughs> I, of course you would take that. You don't know that you're ever going to even get one. That's right. It's true. I, I've assumed at this point in my life I'm not going to get one. You're Think right. about all the people that have come and gone. God bless them. Since the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl. Yes, of course you would absolutely take that. Absolutely. It's not even close. And, and if you have that knowledge as well, then you could stop watching them after they won. Yeah, because you know they're not winning. Think about how much free time that would open up, Larry. It would be great. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. No-brainer. I didn't think that one was a tough one at all. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at all. That was, that was easy. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hey, Larry, Gordon. Have the Knicks won two rounds in the playoffs since 99? No. no I don't think so, right? <laughs> they barely won one. No. Right? Yeah. No. Wow. That'd be an accomplishment, huh, if they won two rounds. They, it's the 2013 that they won. They lost in the second round to Indiana. Right. And uh, uh, two years ago, they won the first round, right, to uh-huh. play in or whatever. Right, they won a game or two with that before they lost Atlanta. You know, Serbiak does a great job with Ed Cohen. You know, he's he's good. You know, he doesn't hold any punches. So I, I like good. to hear his criticism sometimes and his and analysts because you know he doesn't hold anything back. Uh, Sacramento, they got to be the biggest shock in basketball in a long time. Who would have ever thought they'd beat out Golden State, Phoenix, and the two LAs to win the division? I mean, no, who saw that coming? No, I don't. I don't think anybody did. No. But my main point, fellas, is the NCAA tournament. Man, this this every year this thing never fails to deliver. I mean, you've got storylines that are unbelievable. Uh, for example, the number one seeds, the four number one seeds combined to go five and four, five and four. Mm-hmm. The number one teams in the country, four of them. That's all they can do in the tournament. And look at the guy, the coach of uh, Miami. Garanega, uh, Garanega, mm-hmm. 73 years old, yeah. and if he wins a championship, it'll be his first one. Imagine that at 73 to win your first championship. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing nice. thing. And, you know, if Thibodeau wants to teach defense, I hope he taped that San Diego State game and Creighton yesterday. Man, those kids play tough. That kid on the ball, the guard, number five on San Diego State, mm-hmm. he's a Gary Payton. He's Gary Payton. He is all over the ball handlers that were bringing the ball up. That kid was great. And the games are so good. A little controversial whether they should call a fouls or not. The Miami game was unbelievable. For them to come back 13 down on Texas, mm-hmm. Larry, it's unbelievable. The NCAA, they're foolproof with this tournament. The coaches change. The schools change. The kids come and go. I mean, they even put a team that didn't deserve to be in the tournament, Fairleigh Dickinson. As stupid as the NCAA is, they don't allow a team that comes from Division Three right away to go into the NCAA tournament, even though they win the conference tournament. And that could have been a storyline if Fairleigh Dickinson advanced further because they lost to that team. But uh, it's been such a great tournament, great basketball. You know, the only thing is I don't know the kids. But, yeah. Larry, I saw defense by San Diego State yesterday. I haven't seen since Patrick Ewing and Michael Graham did against Kentucky in 1984 in those final four games, if you yeah. remember that. I so, do. I mean, I it's just wonderful to watch. I love watching these four teams. I hope it, they're great. And look, look, at, look at UConn, Larry. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last 12 years, they won it with Kemba, with Calhoun, the coach. Then they yep. won it with Kevin Holly. Yep. And imagine if they can win it with Bobby, Her- uh, with Danny Hurley. That's three different coaches in 12 years. Whoever really saw anything like that. So, You're right, Richard. Thanks so for many storylines, so they many interesting things. I mean, the biggest one, if you want to ask me, was even before the start of the tournament, when North Carolina didn't get in, the defending champion that has a 15-point lead at half last year, and then they blow that lead, and they they haven't recovered since, if you ask me. But uh, it's been great. It's, 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 they cannot fail. The NCAA cannot fail with this tournament. It's that good. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, Richard. Uh, don't – I hate to tell you this, but the number ones would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. All the number one seeds, including Purdue, who got wiped out by FDU. And Alabama, who everybody thought was going to be there at the end, gets wiped out. Uh, they would be unhappy. But it, it was, it's been an interesting tournament. And he talked about the defense in that uh, San Diego State-Creighton game. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what Tom Thibodeau would have said to that official. <laughs> Making that foul call late. I can't imagine. Well, the can't strength imagine. of the tournament is it's a brilliant – it's a brilliant spectacle. It's a yes. terrible way to find out who really is the best basketball team. You're right. And, because and it's still one and done, know. right? I mean, that's and you still not don't a, know. Right. But <laughs> in terms of uh, a, a viewing event, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Because, I mean, you really can never predict it. That's right. You never know. That's why people who are really smart don't win. <laughs> don't, win don't win the pools. Right. You never, you, you no, just never you, know. the more you know, the worse you do. That's it. No question about it. Uh, Jonathan's in L.A. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, Gordon Larry. How's it going, fellas? Uh, opening day is already here. We're around the corner. I'm so happy. I'm about to fly out to you guys in New York tomorrow, so really stoked. Um, my question is, I'm not sure if I'm being biased or not as a Yankee fan. Uh, the MLB came out with their par rankings. They're ranked number seven. I mean, I think that's a little too high, if you ask me. I mean, well, too low. I mean, I think the the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, most of their team, they they lost most of their team. Their pitching staff is not even that that good. I don't think they belong at number four. You got the Padres. That pitching staff is. I mean, nothing compared to. I mean, the Yankees. I don't know. I think the Yankees are a top three team. I understand the the, the Astros and maybe the Braves are ahead of them. I think the the Yankees should be up there with the Astros and being the favorites for winning the East. What do you guys think about that? I'm not sure about being biased or not. And thanks a lot for having a good show again, fellas. Thank you. All right, Jonathan. Thanks for checking in. Have a safe trip. We'll see you soon. Um, I think you're a little biased. <laughs> I don't think they're a top three team. I don't. Th- no. I think. I think they're. Uh, I, I, seven, I have a, well, I'm not a matter? Yankee fan. I don't. I don't have a problem with them being seven. How am I a Yankees boy? The only thing that matters is are the Astros better than them? Yeah, that's what matters. Can you yeah. ever beat the Astros? Because if you can't beat the Astros, then what does it matter? It doesn't. <laughs> you got to be able to get over that hill. And, you know, power rankings are stupid in every sport, but they're really dumb in base. I mean, the, the amount of games you play, the, yeah. the, the you know, there's guys right now that we have no idea are going to end up impacting this season for teams, mm-hmm. every team, because of the amount of injuries, the amount of games. So I wouldn't get too worked up about power rankings. It's, it's okay, Jonathan. It's okay. Here's what you want. You want your starting pitching to get better. And you want Josh Donaldson to have an unbelievable bounce back year. That's and here's the thing. I, don't, I, the, the, I think the Yankees do better when people don't expect it. 
Like mm-hmm. the la- when they got to within one game of the World Series in 2017, we went into that year. People were having conversations on this station. Would the Yankees finish over 500 this year? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And that's the last time that happened. They get to within one game of the World Series, and then every single season since World Series, World Series, World Series. So I like you know what? Make them ten. Make them twelve. That's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it only matters what they do on the field, anyway. Nice discussion. Yes. Did you see that, you know, that uh, Boone is now doing his spot, his weekly spot with John Boy Media? So last year he made a prediction that um, Nestor Cortez was going to have a big season. Mm-hmm. So they asked him, who, are you, wh- who would you go out on a limb to say is going to have a big season this year? And he said, Josh Donaldson. Oh, God. He said that last season, too. <laughs> well, the Yankees. He's going to bounce so back. He, oh, he's really oh, good he's defensively. A, he's going to turn oh, it around. We see some really good at bats. Oh, he's going to be. Oh, he's a proven hitter. Right. Well, let's hope so. I mean, as a Yankee he's fan, due. I hope so. That would be. <laughs> that would be a big piece. That would be a would huge be. piece. It would be. And then if I'm you could get Aaron so. Hicks, if you could get Aaron. Oh no! That, if I said to no, you, they asked him that too, and he says, "Let's not get crazy." No, he didn't say that. I'm just joking. In my best day, Rothenberg. If I said to you, Aaron Hicks. Hits 240, 20 home runs, 60 RBI. Would you take that right now? Of course. <laughs> of course. Now, the only reason I wouldn't want to take it is because the counting stats tells me that he's going to be playing a lot. And I don't want him playing a lot. Well, you know. <laughs> so I would actually want to do less because I don't want him playing more, if that makes any sense. No, I don't. But 240 understand. for yeah, him? 240. 240. Let's go. Is that like 300 for everybody else? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> He's due to have a He's due to have a breakout year, Gordon. Uh, I, th- I just think that the in- I just think that the injuries have He has not hit 240 in a season Larry since 2018. He's due. <laughs> <laughs> he has due. only hit more than 240 twice in his Yankee career. And that got him the contract that 240. Right. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> And look, you know, if you're getting a bunch of walks, you know, the walk, he's like an intentional walker. Yeah. You go up there and you, and you hope that he's going get, to get on base that way. Yeah. And you'd like to see some of the power return, but I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of hope that, the, the, you know, if, you, if he hit double-digit home runs this year, I think that that would be surprising to me. Let's go! No, he wouldn't say that for that. No, <laughs> you no. got the wrong guy. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Couple more calls next on ninety eight seventy ESPN. Easier to palm and easier to win. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.